Hello! Welcome to Tay to Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about Mastermind from Midnight's. Oh, so good. Yeah. And we didn't get too many comments about what our shipped name should be. <laughs> so if you have any ideas, we're still waiting on, uh, on that from y'all. <laughs> About that. <laughs> what did Andrew say? Devriel? De- Devriel. I- I'm into yes. that one. <laughs> and today we are discussing our last catch up song from Midnight's Midnight Rain. We did it, guys. We're here. We, we made it. it the journey. <laughs> We're caught up to the alphabet uh, after this episode. Midnight Rain is the sixth track on Midnight's. Midnight's was released on October 21st, 2022, and this song was co written by. You guessed it, our guy, Jack Antonoff. <laughs> Midnight Rain charted at number five on the Billboard Hot 100. I'm not sure if this one will be played on the tour. Um, probably will. You know, it has the word midnight in it, so it most likely will be played. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there will be enough time for this one, though, because I just, there's so many other songs on this album that I think she would play before this one. But I guess Midnight Rain is also a popular song. Yeah. It was like number five currently on Taylor Swift's like most popular songs listened to at the moment. I so, definitely think that yeah. Midnight Rain is getting played at the tour. Yeah, so it, it probably. Well, I feel pretty certain about that. Cool. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. So Devin, mm-hmm. what do you think about Midnight Rain? This is an interesting one. Moody and slow. I will say that it is not one of the tracks I've listened to very much. I think it is one of the least listened to on the album uh there are definitely a couple of other ones that i have only listened to i think once or twice and i've listened to this one more than that you know there are some aspects of it that are really pleasing there is this like really nice low warm synth sound throughout that kind of just has like this in like atmospheric kind of feel to it. It's just like this wash, this warm, like, you know, and, uh, <laughs> underneath mm, all, all mm-hmm. of what, what's happening. I very much enjoyed that. The chorus where Taylor does not have the effect on her voice is amazing. Mm. I wish that they did that every single time. I wish that the effect didn't happen on this song. I don't like it at all here. I think that in Labyrinth, it works a little bit better because it's very, you know, it's at the end of the song Mm -hmm. here. I mean, you and I both, when we first listened to this track, were like, what? At the very beginning, when it was just that affect, and you're like, who is that? Yeah. What? Why? Why is this happening? And then it happens again the first time through the chorus, but then the second time when it's just her and it, she doesn't have the affect on her voice, it's like, it's so good. Mm. Like, her voice, her popping up onto the rain is just like, it, oh god, it, it's just like so, so good. And so I don't get why they yeah. did it that way. This song would I I would have liked this song more if it was just Taylor's regular voice the whole time. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that if you don't like 
the part of this song, like, then you aren't going to really like the song because it is such a big part of the song. Yeah, the effect, yeah. Yeah, that the effect, yes. I really, really like the rhythm of the second verse. The part, the picture-perfect, shiny family, holiday, peppermint candy mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. how it just kind of rolls. Like, that's really, really good. And the final bridge and outro always makes me want to sing, uh, which is more than they can say. And at least I did one thing right. Really? <laughs> uh, from Call It What You Want. Yeah. Oh, Definitely kind of get like this Call It What You Want vibe from the bridge, the outro-y thing. And then it kind of just like ends mm-hmm. the song. And so you're just kind of like, huh? It, it, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You, you think that there might be another chorus or something that just like end. And that's Midnight Rain. It's okay. You know, like it, it's fine. Like... <laughs> I feel like we're going to get into all sorts of trouble with this one too, Dan. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. There's a couple on here that are just like really not my vibe. That's okay. And and, and again, I I do. I really think that I would like this more if that the effect on her voice like didn't exist. Yeah, I get that. Like 100% this song would, it would make this song like 100 times better, Mm. I think. So, Gab, what do you think about Midnight Rain? Okay, before I go into my explanation, you said at one point that there are a couple songs on Midnight's you've only listened to once or twice? Yeah. Like what? Is that true? Uh, Bigger Than the Whole Sky. Okay, that's fair. Dear Reader. Really? Yeah. Sweet Nothing. Really? Yep. I think those ones. Wow. Oh, I haven't I haven't listened to The Great War very much either. Mm. I actually kind of forgot that that song exists. Wow. Yeah, it's just really funny how we have very different listening styles. Mm-hmm. Like when an album first comes out, until I know what I like or I don't, mm-hmm. I just keep playing the entire album over and over, first in order a couple times, then shuffle. But I'm always playing the whole album because I give each song its fair shot. But like the second you latch onto a song you like, you listen to that song like a ton. Yeah. It's so different. Yeah. And now that we're like out of, you know, the initial month or so of Midnight's, like I'm listening to other stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm not like, I am not just a Taylor Swift listener. Like I, there's yeah. a whole bunch of other stuff that I, I mean, listen to. I'm not either, but I am a majority Taylor yeah. Swift listener for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, like, there's all of these other songs of Taylor Swift's that I really, really enjoy listening to. Yeah. You know, there's over 200 of them now. So it's like, it's like, how often am I going to listen to, you know, Sweet Nothing? I like that song a lot, <laughs> but we're not there yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> Today is about Midnight Rain. So. so. <laughs> Today is about Midnight Rain. I think I've mentioned this on some of our other uh, Midnight uh, episodes before, but when the album first came out, I was so distracted trying to figure out whose voice was on this song. Mm-hmm. And like, I didn't even believe when I finally read that it was Taylor's voice altered, like with an effect on it, until I just kind of started listening to more, read the liner notes, and I'm like, okay, I guess it's Taylor's voice. Yeah. Weird. Okay. Yeah. I'll say I don't dislike the effect as much as I once did. Mm-hmm. But I don't really like it either. Mm. It's not like it's grown on me. It's just that, like, I've gotten used to it. And I like making my voice sound like that voice. (laughs) Like, makes me laugh. Yeah. But I agree with you. I think I would have liked the song a lot more without that affect on it. Yeah. But I also, like, like that she took the chance and tried something new. Sure. But I agree with you. I think it does. It works a lot more in Labyrinth or even the beginning of Question. Because here it's so much a part of the song that feels distracting to me versus enhancing mm-hmm. to the song. Mm-hmm. But when it is Taylor singing in her normal voice, I really like how she sounds yeah. in this song. Like, she sounds so good. There's this quality to her voice and, like, 
the what you point out, like those different rhythms that like aren't quite like I don't know, they're not quite like straightforward. Mm-hmm. That it just sounds so good. The lyrics, like it's it's like kind of wordy, but she makes it work, mm-hmm. and it sounds so beautiful the way she says all the words. Yeah, for and sure. And so I really like how she sounds in the song. I really love the storytelling telling opening with "My town was a wasteland, full of cages, full of fences, pageant queens, and big pretenders." Mm-hmm. I feel like that, like, you can picture that world, that town, right away. Mm -hmm. And I really love how honest and vulnerable Taylor is in this song, talking about wanting that pain Mm -hmm. and chasing that fame. She has some songs that explore fame and her feelings on it, like, outright, but she hasn't often written about, like, her rise to fame and, like, that desire, Mm. that drive. Mm -hmm. And I think that this angle is really interesting. Yeah. And, like, kind of what that takes and what maybe you lose as you search for that for sure so i like that 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 she explored that idea from kind of a new fresh angle which she's constantly doing which is so cool Hmm. also like for the first time today like yes the song kind of just ends but it has this like very cool fade out with like synths and like yeah whoops and bops and sounds and it's pretty different for taylor i don't like necessarily like it but i like that she tried something different with it. Sure. And I kind of feel that about this song as a whole. Yeah. It's not one of my favorites from the album, but I also do like it, and I like a lot of the lyrics as well. Yeah, yeah, the lyric is interesting, and I am very interested to hear who you think it's about, because I have a theory, but I don't know if it's right or not. Oh, we got a gossip dev. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Devin, do you relate to Midnight Rain? Can't really relate to this one. I I mean, I would like to think that I am the sunshine in every relationship that I've been in. So I would never, you know, think that I was the problem or the midnight rain, if you will. And it's also interesting because I don't know if Taylor thinks of midnight rain as a negative. Mm. However, it is an opposite to sunshine. The way you were, you were sunshine. I was midnight rain. Is like they're polar opposites. That can be very relatable in a relationship. Is if the two people just don't gel at all. Mm. They're total opposites. They're on totally different schedules. One likes to wake up and enjoy the sunshine, and the other person enjoys going out to bars at midnight and walking <laughs> in the rain. You know, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. If we think of. Midnight Rain is a negative and Sunshine is a positive, which could also be in this song because Mm -hmm. she's definitely exploring some ideas of the negative effect that she has had on people Mm, because of what she's trying to do and her goals and all of that. Then Midnight Rain is not me. I am more Sunshine. Yeah. It's interesting because, like, I took it similarly, which I'll share, but also, like, then you think of the idea, all of me changed, like, Midnight Rain. Mm. I don't really understand that part. Mm. Other than maybe it's, like, it's, it rains at midnight, so then you wake up and it's, like, a new day, like, fresh, maybe, clean slate mm-hmm. kind of a thing. But that's not really what she's saying there. She's just saying mm. she changed. Like, she wasn't who she was when she was with this person. Right. So, like, I don't know. Like, what, what is the difference between regular rain and midnight rain? Yeah. Share with us your thoughts if you have more thoughts on that. I just like couldn't really wrap my brain around like I could understand he was sunshine, I was midnight rain. Like mm-hmm. that seems like a pretty clear like juxtaposition, mm-hmm. but like all of me changed to like midnight rain. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really figure that part out. I mean that might be a thing. You go to sleep, there's rain in the middle of the night and you wake up and, and it's like a fresh day. Yeah. I know. Interesting. Yeah. So let us know your thoughts, guys. Yeah. So kind of relate. 
Okay, I don't relate. Gab, do you relate to Midnight Rain? So though most of this song is about, you know, Taylor and her ex wanting different things in life, I really do feel like that line, he was sunshine, I was midnight rain, is really interesting. And like, to me, it screams depression, Mm. which is kind of like how I relate to it. Like being in a relationship with someone who's like good and steady, but like you feel like maybe you're bringing them down or bringing a rain cloud over them. Mm -hmm. When you're in a depressed state, it's often hard not to feel that way Mm -hmm. and like feel like the state that you're in is pulling your partner down as well. For sure. So like, I definitely relate to that lyric. And like, she talks about depression in Antihero. So I feel like... That could be part of it Mm -hmm. in terms of, like, sunshine is definitely, like, a pretty clear, like, sunshine, like, Mm. you know? And, like, the whole, like, I broke his heart because he was nice, like, all of Mm -hmm. that. So it definitely feels like she's painting herself kind of in, like, a negative light Mm -hmm. or even just maybe an honest light. Like, Mm. she clearly hurt this person. But, yeah, so Midnight Rain kind of does feel like if you're calling yourself Midnight Rain, it does kind of feel a bit more moody to me. Yeah, very interesting, that that line specifically. Mm -hmm. Like, how is she portraying herself here? What does she want us to think? What you know? What is the change? That's like really the thing. All of me changed like midnight. Mm. Well, now you get to the segment of gossip. In Midnight Rain, we find Taylor reflecting on a past love who shared different goals from her, ultimately leading to their parting and her breaking his heart because he was nice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He wanted it comfortable. I wanted that pain. Mm. He wanted a bride. I was making my own name, chasing that fame. He stayed the same. All of me changed like Midnight Rain. Mm. So I get the person who stayed the same and then she changed. Like she became super famous, superstar. We'll figure out why Mm -hmm. eventually it's like Midnight Rain. But Taylor chose to pursue her career and stardom over settling down with this person. Right. So that's who they stayed the same and she changed. Yeah. So the internet has two different feelings about who this song is about. Some say Tom Hiddleston because of... That's who I think. Yeah. Because of the lyric, jumping off things in the ocean. Could be referencing Taylor's famous 4th of July party that the two spent together. Some feel it could be about Taylor Lautner... Um, you know, famously dumped by Taylor and back to December, who's now married and definitely kind of comes off as like a family man. Some people on the internet think this is because of a line in Twilight New Moon about his character Jacob, where Bella tells him, you're like your own son. Personally, Hmm. I think that this song is about someone that Taylor dated before she was famous, Hmm. who was not famous themselves, perhaps from her hometown as it's mentioned in the song, mm. like that's for a reason. Okay. And the lyric that really makes me think this is, it came like a postcard, picture perfect, shiny family, holiday peppermint candy, but for him it's every day. Mm. This lyric makes me imagine Taylor seeing a holiday card or an Instagram post of an ex with their full family, which kind of like prompts her to think about how different their lives and paths have been mm-hmm. since they dated. Mm-hmm. And then also the lyric, and he never thinks of me except when I'm on TV, Mm. also leads me to think that this is not about someone famous. Sure. Not necessarily, but that's kind of just how I feel. And like someone read it actually connected it to the Fearless Vault song, We Were Happy. Mm. And the lyric, talking about your daddy's farm, you were going to marry me. Mm. And I I, kind of could see that, you know, especially in a small town in the South and stuff. People get married younger. Mm. People, you know, marry the high school sweetheart all the time. Oh, isn't she from Pennsylvania? Well, she's from Pennsylvania, but she went to high school in Tennessee. Mm. So it could be either hometown. Mm. I think she considers both her hometown. I mean, you know, anywhere it could be that place. Yeah. A farm. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. So 
I just think it's it's about her pre-fame days. Like, that makes the most sense to me in the context of the song. Mm. A lot of people jump to Hiddleston and Lautner because, like, we know that she broke up with both of them. Yeah. Well, we don't know for sure, but we assume from lyrics and context clues. Yeah, I just kind of, like, connect this with, like, Getaway Car. Interesting. A little bit. I don't know. He he was the nice guy, and Tom Hiddleston, and... And she like she kind turned of like him in as traitors never him. win. Yeah. Interesting. And she chased the fame and he was He's just also sort of married, nice I'll guy. say. Yeah. It's interesting. I just like I really see it as like this normal guy she dated. She gets their holiday card mm-hmm. and she's just like, Oh my god, can you imagine if I had ended up with him? This would be my life. I wouldn't be telling yeah. Swift. Yeah. That's like true. right? It's yeah. so weird to think about that. And also I think too, like thinking about like if you see like someone who you dated or someone you were friends with or had a thing with or whatever suddenly is married with kids, you're like, Whoa. Yeah, for sure. It's like a weird thing. Oh yeah. So that's like kind of what this song feels like to me okay and then also as i mentioned in the relate section this song and like describing yourself as midnight rain and as a a partner as sunshine like definitely makes me think of depression Mm -hmm. which also made me think about the long pond studio sessions and aaron desner opening up about his depression and how it affects his relationship sure because he's like talks like really like I don't know, just in a really well way about, like, what it's like to have depression and then, like, worry about how you're affecting your partner. Yeah. And so it just made me think of that as well, even though, like, he doesn't didn't work on this song. I think that that's kind of, like, a universal feeling for people with mental illness in some ways. Mm-hmm. Midnight Rain is the only track on the album that features the word midnight in the title. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. And this track as we've said many times in this uh episode features a low distorted voice at the beginning of the song and throughout and as mentioned before this voice is taylor herself yeah it's weird yeah so do you like my explanation does it make sense to you yeah and i mean obviously like it could totally be somebody that she was seeing you know maybe when she was touring her taylor swift stuff like before she was like a super pop star yeah too that you could know be. or yeah. like even fearless era you know she wasn't gigantic yet yeah i mean it could be i mean that's kind of more like even taylor lautner territory mm. that timing yeah i mean before the taylor swift stuff like she was really young she was a teenager yeah you but know? But, like, that doesn't mean that teenagers don't, like, talk about the future or marriage, you know, especially in a small town. Mm. People do stay in their hometown and get married to Mm. someone else from their hometown. Yeah, that's true. You know, even, like, you know, my hometown wasn't that small. There are so many people from my hometown married to other people from my hometown who even met later in life, too. Oh, yeah. So many people in Manchester stayed in Manchester and married their high school sweethearts and stuff, for sure. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Devin, what's your favorite line in Midnight Rain? I like the line, my boy was a montage, a slow motion love potion. Ooh, okay, (laughs) sultry. (laughs) Very interesting. My boy was a montage, like... When she remembers him, does she remember him in, like, yeah, like, a montage of, like, their greatest hits or whatever? Or, like, their the the moments mm. when they, you know, they're at the lake, they're at, on a roller coaster, they're going ice skating, yeah. they're eating Big dinner, truck. you know, like, all of these moments, yeah. just like, boom, 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 seeing this montage play. But then, a slow-motion love potion. Like, weird, right? Like... Did she drink the love potion? Was he drinking a love potion? Was she trying to make him drink? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I know. So I guess my point is, is that the lyric is really cool and whatever, but some of them are kind of like, huh? 
mm. in this song. But I like that. I feel like that's like kind of how poetry is yeah, in a lot of ways. I guess, yeah. I don't know. What is a slow motion love potion? Is it a slow like, acting love yeah, potion? Yeah, like she fell in love with him slowly if they were young. He was a montage. Mm-hmm. Jumping off things in the ocean sounds very mm-hmm. youthful to me. Yeah, for sure. I like that, though. I do, when you think about, like, you know, past moments in your life or, like, times of your life and stuff, it is kind of like a montage. Mm-hmm. You know, there's certain moments you remember, and then there's a ton of moments in between that you just don't remember. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Gab, what's your favorite line? I love introspective Taylor. So I really like, so I peered through a window, a deep portal, time travel, all the love we unraveled, and the life I gave away. Oh, wow. It's deep. Yeah. And just like, she could have had that, like, you know, he wanted it comfortable, I wanted that pain. She could have had that comfortable easy life but she couldn't have because she's taylor swift but like if she if different roads had led her there she could have that could have been her family with those kids she could already have like three kids oh yeah i think about this kind of stuff all the time because of sliding doors which (laughs) i think we've brought up on this uh podcast before but it's this 90s movie it's not my favorite movie but it's a movie i really like it was formative it's a 90s movie starring gwyneth paltrow (laughs) it's like in one version timeline of her life she makes a train and in another she misses it and her life completely diverges from this one moment and you have to watch both timelines Uh and i'm someone who likes timeline stuff i like multiverses like all that (laughs) stuff i think it's interesting to think about what if um yeah and so like i love this idea like this time travel and like the life she gave away could have been a different life and, like, I'm not really, like, a what-if person at all, but I just find it interesting, like, alternate timelines, you know? Yeah. Like, if I had, like, you know, married my high school sweetheart who I thought I was supposed to be with, like, uh-huh. I would be divorced by now. Like, huh. we were not – no, I mean, it's not a slight. We were not suited for each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, you know, just that person. It's literally that we were so not right for each other. But when, like, you're, like – young you don't always see all those things because you Mm. haven't lived all of those different life and you know interests and whatever and like some people meet someone young and they grow together and it works but that's not always the case and so it's interesting thinking about like those decisions you make and how other ones could be like whoa yeah you know or even people who like had asked you out and then like completely took a different path of life and like are living in like a foreign country or something you know like i don't know there's just very interesting timelines yeah, like seeing where maybe like your high school crush is now. There's no way that we would have been compatible because, yeah, you're right. Like they're living in Thailand or like. Yeah, and you're you just know? like, wow. Like, <laughs> and yeah, and just like how different your life goes depend on who you choose to keep and mm-hmm. hold on to in your life. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. I like it. I love, I you know, big into time travel stuff, you know. The TV show Loki also Ooh, mm. deals with ideas like this different variants of ourselves and i don't know find it interesting okay Devin. Mm-hmm. from one to ten picture perfect postcards oh great lovely alliteration. alliteration what do you give midnight rain <laughs> i will give midnight rain five picture perfect postcards oh boy okay yeah okay totally listenable there are some really cool parts of it you know it's just i don't really jive with that affect on her voice mm-hmm. And it is pretty slow moving. And so, you know, if I'm not in that kind of a mood, I'm not going to listen to that kind of a song, Mm -hmm. you know. So I will give it five. Gab from one to ten picture perfect postcards. What do you give Midnight Rain? I give Midnight Rain seven picture perfect postcards. 
I really like the lyrics of this song. I really like how thought-provoking it is. I really like how introspective it is. And, like, she never she says, like, she never thinks of him except for on midnights like this. Like, just this idea of, like, lying in bed thinking about something or thinking about what-ifs or thinking about how your life could have been different if you weren't Taylor Swift. Like, mm-hmm. it's really interesting concept to me. So I really like this song for that reason. But cool. just think of how much more I would have liked it without yeah. Affect, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Listen along with us. You can check us out on Instagram at Tata Z Podcast and give us all your thoughts. Yeah. Let us know what you think about a slow motion love potion. Oh, do you love this song? Do you <laughs> agree or disagree with Devin? <laughs> we love these comments. We love, we, yeah. No. <laughs> we want to hear it all. And remember, you can find exclusive bonus content on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Yes, and thank you as always to our patrons. You are the absolute best. Thank you. Well, next episode, we'll be covering our first R song. Yay, we made it to We're R. We're here. Guys, we did it. And it is ready for it from Reputation. Yes, yes. And we are so ready for it. So ready. Come hang with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Tata Z. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs>